You are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with me, Anna Charles. This is episode number 14. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast, where I show you how to stop over drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic, but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Morning all. Hope everything is going well as we move our way towards the end of January already. Okay, so today I decided I would like to cover a specific technique which I found really useful as I rewired and changed my story about what I drank. It's extremely simple, extremely effective and better yet something you can get started with right away. But to back up a little first, um, just to sort of put this technique in context, something I talk about a lot, and you'll hear me mention it on the podcast and in my writings, is that so many people that we expect we should know how to drink, right? There is this story in society that there are two types of drinkers. There are alcoholics, and then there are those who drink normally, right? So the the idea is that the suspicion is that anyone who has any kind of struggle around drink even if you know you are highly functioning you know clearly not an alcoholic you know that you must have something wrong with you and you're not living up to expectations that you somehow forgot or you didn't read the memo as to how to you know live normally in society around drink and this then has the knock-on effect that you know people say okay right something's not going right here. I actually don't like this experience. I'm going to try and make a change. And and so we decide to do something about our drinking. But because we're going into it with this belief that, you know, we should know how to do this, right? Everybody else around us is able to handle the drink. So we should be able to, we kind of go in for this, what I call all or nothing approach. So this can look like you go from drinking four bottles of wine a week to nothing overnight, right? That's the decision. You go from having a couple of pints of beer every night to nothing. Um, and we're not, I'm not talking here about uh, dealing with the effects of physical withdrawal, right? I'm not talking about alcoholism. I'm just saying that there's, there's no preparation that goes into it. We just decide. It's about like saying, right, done, you know, I should be able to run a marathon, all my friends have, so I'm going to do the London Marathon tomorrow, right? No prep. And this is a little bit what I see, um, especially around this time of year. This is why I'm talking about it. I've been observing this in a lot of the groups I'm a member of where, where you do dry January or sober October, right? And I've read many reports of this, and this is where you just you're just going to stop overnight just like that right and now while I'm a big believer a huge believer in fact in taking active decisions I'm also a believer in doing it in a way that you will you guarantee your success and that conversely will involve lots and lots of failing along the way failing and learning but this isn't how so many people approach this right? They just say, I'm going to do dry January. I'm going to, you know, go sober from tomorrow and that's it. And I watch their progress through the month. I see people about day eight, day 10, day 15, they start to talk about they're clinging on to the progress they've made. So on the one hand, they're very proud that they've gone, you know, 15, 16 days without a drink. On the other hand, it seems to be getting harder and harder. 
And there's a lot of talk of how people distract themselves from not wanting to drink, right? So six o'clock is coming up and so they're gonna go and do go for a walk or they're gonna do anything to kind of distract themselves from this, which sounds very sensible. I I can see how that make would make sense, even though you know it backfires. I read a lot about people avoiding temptation. So they'll clear the cupboards of all the booze, they won't go out to bars or areas of temptation for the whole of the month. And then as you get towards the end of the month, end of January, end of October, people start talking about how they can't wait for February or November to roll on, right? And it seems therefore that this approach doesn't last and all their goals that they might have had at the beginning of the month, even if they didn't want to admit to themselves uh, that you know they would really secretly like to be able to kick this habit for good, they've all now gone by the wayside and they're back into you know, regular drinking come February or November. And the reason for this is that they haven't tackled why they drink. And therefore, as you haven't tackled that, that reason hasn't gone away. So no wonder you fall back into old habits. And then there, over time, there becomes a cumulative effect of this. So you might, for instance, do dry January one year and then you'll do sober October or maybe you'll say, right, I'm going to stop just before Christmas or I'm going to you know, stop around my birthday, whatever it is, right? You have these repeat attempts, as I will call it, to, to even to cut back. Let's just say that and just lessen your drinking and you continue to give it a go over the years. But the more you often you do this, almost it almost seems that there's a, the half-life here, that the more half-hearted the attempts become because you're working from the starting point of more example of why this is not possible for you, right? You didn't succeed in quitting drinking entirely or even, you know, being able to just drink one glass of wine. Um, you haven't succeeded in that for years. So therefore you go into the next attempt expecting to fail and that ends up being then why you fail. And let me just clarify here, when I talk about failure in this sense, this is failure where it it doesn't work out so you say that's not right and then you stop, right? You don't learn from it, you don't move your way through the failure. And then you get to a point where you're you're having these half-hearted attempts, you fail so you give up, but you know, deep down you still want to change but you end up self-sabotaging yourself by almost failing ahead of time by really the belief is gone at that point. You just don't believe that you're going to make this change. So the next time you say, I really want to, you know, cut back the drinking. One thing that I hear people say is they have this little voice in the head that says, oh yeah, right? So you, you're saying on the one hand that you want to do this, but not really believing it. The next step along this train of thought I tend to find is people, they start to say they want to be realistic, right? And and I think talking about being realistic is, is really terrible. It's actually incredibly limiting. Um, and, and some of the statements you start to hear from people are, well, I'll always be like this, right? I've always been a drinker. You know, I drink more than I want to but I guess I'm just always going to be like this. This is what we're like in our family. This is just never going to change for me. So, you know, better that I don't try or, you know, at least I'm not drinking, you know, as much as that person over there. This is more than I want, but hey, you know, got other fish to fry. I have an incredibly clear response to that. If that's you out there, then this podcast is definitely for you. 
I say throw away the realism. Throw that out in favour of going for what you want. Even if what you want a moment at the moment feels impossible. Impossible goals are great. They will stretch you. They will get you what you really want. But, and here's the difference. Now, some people might say, but Anna, you know, doing the, the dry January thing is, is on the way to my impossible goal. Rather than do this all or nothing, I say for there to be long-term success, you need to rewire the habits, thought patterns, triggers and behaviours that are causing your current results, right? This isn't going from 0 to 60 overnight. So it's really not going to be a viable plan to go from thinking, I drink all the time, to I never drink. And that's effectively what, what people like to, are doing when they have these, these stopping overnight uh, uh, programs or, or challenges. Instead, I like to think of impossible goals as comprising dozens of possible steps. Think of each of these steps as a ladder thought. And this is exactly as it sounds. One small step gets you further up the ladder. Right, so one small step is another rung up the ladder, hence the title of the podcast, Ladder Thoughts. Now you're going to build a series of these thoughts that get you from where you are now to where you want to be. So for many of my clients, this is to get them from over drinking, which is where they are now, to where they want to be, which is not over drinking. And this is something that you can start right away. So encourage you actively to pause the podcast if you're able, go and grab some paper. Now, if you're driving or walking or running or whatever, obviously that's not going to be possible, but go back and listen to it. Now, on the paper, I want you to put your current thought at the bottom of the ladder, current where you are, and then I want you to put the new thought, the place where you'd like to achieve, the status you'd like to achieve at the top. So in the example I've used just now, that might be at the bottom, you know, I'm over drinking all the time to on the top, I want to never over drink or perhaps I want to want to not not drink ever. And it could be actually that if you're not sure what you want that new thought to be, right, that impossible new goal to status to believe to be what you want to believe. Why not imagine someone who has the feelings or the result that you want? What would they be thinking? Now, how I did this is, for example, as I've never smoked ever, I took the non-smoking Anna as inspiration. And I thought, I asked myself, what is the uppermost thought the non-smoking Anna has around cigarettes? Well, her thought is, I don't even think about cigarettes because it's true, right? They just don't, I don't even spend a, a nanosecond thinking about them. So I took that and translated it, my impossible goal, my future state I wanted was, I don't even think about wine. Now that for me was the ultimate goal. Even more actually than not drinking at all. Because you see, my aim was never to be sober. I just wanted to not think about wine. I just didn't want to feel the pull. I always wanted to reserve the right to drink if I wanted, which is something that I maintain today. Now, it just so happens that I actually never want to drink. But this all stems again from that thought that once seemed impossible to me. The simple thought, I don't even think about wine. Now, as you build out your ladder from the thought at the bottom to the thought at the top, every time you add in a thought there, it needs to fulfill two criteria. 
you must be able to believe them and each one must be better than the next. So you can, for instance, fill this ladder out right now. And then as you step through it, as you get to that next thought up the ladder, when you're ready to move to the next belief, ask yourself a quick question. Do I believe this new, or can, do I or can I believe this new thought on the ladder and does it make me feel better? Okay, so let me give you an example of how this might look. So if I have at the bottom the thought, I'm never going to stop over drinking. That might be current your current state. What's the small, slightly better version of that that you could believe? How about, this is one that I had, there are times when I don't drink during the day. Now, firstly, does this thought make me feel better? Yes, absolutely, there's no question. And then secondly, do I believe it? Well, the interesting thing here is this is where your brain, where you absolutely know you believe a thought, so your brain will start to go for evidence to find, yeah, there are times when I don't drink during the day. So that makes a good ladder thought. And then the idea right, is this is that you, you then live in that new thought that becomes your new reality. And that when you completely believe that new thought, you're going to create a result to reflect that belief. And so here's an example of how this could go stepping up the ladder. So you can go, as I said, from I'm never going to stop over drinking to that there are times when I don't drink during the day. Sit with that until perhaps the next one is, I'm the one who decides whether to drink or not. Is this believable? Yes. Does it make me feel better? Yes. Okay, sit with that, believe it. And then when you're ready to move to the next step, perhaps a new thought could be, there are times when I don't even want alcohol. Again, ask the question, believable? Yes, no. Does it make you feel better? That will tell you if you're ready to move on. If you're not, stay with the thought that you already have. Following that, moving up that new ladder, for instance, it could be, I want to not want alcohol. One day, I won't even want to drink. It's possible I will decide to stop drinking one day. It's possible there will be a day when I stop drinking. It's possible there will be a day when I don't think about drinking wine. It's possible there will be a day when I don't want to drink. I will stop drinking. I don't drink anymore. I don't ever drink. I don't think about drinking. You see how this goes? And this is exactly what I did when I was working on my own drinking. Now, I went to I never drink in the morning. That was my first step. I can control my drinking in the morning. It didn't matter. And I can hear some of you saying, yeah, but yeah, that's, you know, that's obvious, right? For me, it's obvious. I've never had a problem drinking in the morning. And don't um, sort of get ahead of yourself there. It didn't matter to me that I'd actually never had a problem with controlling my drinking in the morning. All that was important was that this was definitely something I could believe. It was that one tiny rung up the ladder towards my goal. Now, for many people, going from something like I'm never going to stop over drinking to I don't even think about wine, they really find a helpful middle ground is to first to aim for neutral, right? So it's kind of like they're creating a, a, a stepping off point in the middle. So a neutral thought for them might be it's possible I will stop drinking someday. It's not negative, it's not positive, it's just really something you can believe and something you can practice having the belief around. And I like to imagine you know, a neutral rung on the ladder, it could be you know, absolutely halfway up, 
it could be much further to the bottom it could be much further to the top for you it or it all depends and marking this this waypoint this neutral point for people can help them see they're really making progress now this was never something that i really you know found totally useful it's not something i ever really struggled with but i do mention it because i know it makes a difference to many people this process, right, from stepping from the bottom of the ladder to the top can take days, weeks or months, depending on how conscientiously and consciously you decide to think new thoughts. And this is one of the things I will say where I work on with my clients and I coach them on this hard. Creating intentional ladder thoughts are what move you from feeling out of control to feeling totally empowered. And this is one of the reasons I get my clients' results fast because we do so much intentional thought work together. So please, you know, take this on board as a technique in your toolbox. A final comment is if, you're, if you find yourself struggling with this, for instance, because a current thought, it feels so true, right? Where you are right now, it's hard to let go of it, right? It's hard to let go of, um, you know, I, I always drink when it comes to six o'clock, you know, you just really can't budge from that. Try putting some distance between you and that thought. Soften it a little bit so that it makes the new belief easier. For instance, I'm learning to believe I won't always overdrink when it comes to six o'clock. I'm getting better at believing I won't always drink when it comes to six o'clock. I'm open to believing it's possible for me to not overdrink when it gets to six o'clock. I'm open to the idea of being able to have fun without drinking. I'm choosing to believe that I won't overdrink one day. I'm practicing the thought that I will one day not think about wine. Now, all of this is just examples again. This is particularly useful, if, again, as I said, if you are struggling to believe your new thought, it makes a new thought more accessible and you can have fun with this, right? Play around with the words, what helps you the most? So in summary, ladder thoughts are an extremely important tool for you as you rewire your behavior around drink. They help you and they helped me to step into the version of you who doesn't drink or who's only able to drink one glass with ease. Just imagine that. Whatever your goal is, by adopting new beliefs, a belief at a time, and the clue is in the word, right? You have to choose beliefs that you really believe. So start today by asking yourself, what is your current situation and what you'll currently think about drinking and then what a new thought could be that you could adopt as the new current thought even one that's just a tiny bit better that remember adheres to the two criteria it makes you feel better and that it is something that you can believe then practice repeat practice repeat practice repeating these thoughts to yourself several times a day doesn't matter if you carry on drinking and your behavior is therefore showing that you don't yet believe them that's all part of the process right continue 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 and then work your way up the ladder to where you want to be you'll break down an impossible goal in dozens perhaps even only a handful of possible steps it will blow your mind okay Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and review because that will help other people find the podcast too. Do share with someone you love. Let's spread the love and awareness. And in the meantime, if you have questions, you can reach me on Anna at 90dayslater.co. Otherwise, I'll see you next week. 
If you want to achieve total freedom around alcohol fast, having a coach is the way to make it happen. So I'm inviting you to a discovery call to see if we'd be a good fit. This is a completely free of charge, no strings attached call. You can sign up in the show notes or by emailing anna at 90dayslater.co. And if you enjoyed the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.